listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is a show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Gephardt. So you are tuning in on for the 200th episode of the Ladylike Podcast. And so I'm doing something extra special <laughs> for the 200th episode. So I've been running the live Ladylike show I've been running since like, I believe we started in 2016. It's been a while. And this hilarious joke that uh, male comedians do is they come up and they go, when am I getting booked on Ladylike? And I go, oh, ha, 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 ha. We have a, a little laugh. And so um, this weekend at the Lincoln Lodge, we are having our Future of Comedy Festival. And uh, so I was supposed to do a Ladylike show for the festival. And I was like, instead of a regular Ladylike show, I am doing Manlike. Yes, that's right. Finally, men's voices are bu- going to be heard. So I booked um, six eligible bachelors for man-like. Um, most of them are we're in committed relationships. But um, so I had men on the show, and they all told a gross story, and then um, and then I listed the pros and cons, my personal bully, my personal beliefs on their pros and cons of dating them, and then I auctioned them off for a date. Um, the date was just you just there was I made I had like a little table by the side of the stage so your date was like the 10 minutes of the next person's side it wasn't a whole date um but I had a little table set up there's candles a wine flowers three different kinds of water-based lube <laughs> um nobody uses lube but um yeah so these are so these are some of the these are some of the voices of men right here on the ladylike podcast so we are going to start with joe ames uh and Joe runs a very cool show um, called The Humble Jungle, and it sells out really fast, so get tickets for it. The, the venue is amazing. Check it out. And Joe talked about shitting his pants and when he took special ed classes. Here's Joe Ames. Yeah, am I the first straight white guy ever to be on Ladylike? Yeah. Pioneer. This is pretty cool. <laughs> Before I go any further, I want to dedicate this set to the memory of Senator Dianne Feinstein. <laughs> Just a kid, man. She's 90. I'm sick of fentanyl taking down our national heroes. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm here for stories. I will. T- I'll tell. I'll tell two stories. Um, one. Uh, so when I was a kid, when I was a, a wee lad, I used to do this uh, this pretty smart thing. When I when I had to poo. I would hold it as long as I could, and then I would shit my pants. <laughs> Pretty clever kid. <laughs> and the worst thing about shitting your pants when you're a kid, if you're still like, maybe this is a guy, can I vent for a second? Uh, I'm 32, I have so many friends who are still regularly shitting their pants. And they're like, oh, dude, yeah, I had a burrito. It's like, do you think everyone in Mexico is just constantly shitting their pants? Go to the doctor. But no, when you were a kid and you shit your pants, the worst part about it was you had to, like, loop people in. <laughs> you know, you couldn't, you couldn't be like, oh, excuse me real quick. <laughs> Gotta take a phone call. Uh, <laughs> no, you had to go up to your mother, like, oh, hey, I pooped my pants again. <laughs> And it was humiliating. I got sick of it. So one time, I uh, one time I shit my favorite pair of Batman underwear, <laughs> and instead of telling anyone, I took them and I hid them in my bedroom. And don't worry, I had a plan. Uh, that night, in the dead of night, like three o'clock in the morning, my dad was out of town on business. My mom was asleep. My siblings were asleep. So I was like, all right, now is my chance. 
And I took my shitty Batman underwear, and I went to my garage, and I grabbed a shovel, and I went into my backyard, and I dug a hole, and I buried my shitty Batman underwear. I was like, wow, the perfect crime. <laughs> my first heist, you know, and uh, so I finished, I, put, I, you know, I filled the hole up, I filled, well, at first I filled up the underwear, then I filled up the hole, and I, I turned around to start walking back towards the garage, and I saw my dad getting out of a cab in our driveway, and his version of the story is pretty funny, because he's like, yeah, I landed at O'Hare, I, uh, I, I called it, I hailed a cab, I got in the cab, I pulled in the driveway, it was almost four o'clock in the morning, and the first thing I see is my little baby boy wearing footy pajamas, just sweaty and dirty and holding a shovel. And he was like, it's funny the way he tells it, because he was like, yeah, that was the first time I ever looked at you and went, oh, he's got his own stuff going on. He's got a whole life I don't know about. And he was like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? And I was like, I started crying. He goes, oh, I pulled my pants and I buried my underwear. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, so you didn't kill an animal? <laughs> like that's, that's kind of a huge red flag in our community <laughs> when small white boys are killing him. Like, please stop pooping your pants, but I'm really glad you're not a serial killer. <laughs> but uh, he could tell I felt really bad, so the next day to make it up to me, he took me to see Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, Speaking of uh, shitting your pants, I took special ed classes growing up. Thank you. Uh, yeah, good to see you again. Uh, I, uh, I love special ed classes. Because first, I, I want to be clear, I didn't, I didn't take special ed classes. I fucking dominated special ed classes. <laughs> Crushed, dude. They took me from normal classes, and I was like, oh, I can't learn algebra. And a week later, I was like, dude, I am crushing colors. <laughs> yeah, this is... I'm unreal at this. And, but also, I want to be clear, like, the way special ed classes work is at the beginning of the school year, the special ed classroom is completely empty. And then throughout the year, they assemble an elite team. <laughs> Some of the brightest minds in the building. It's like putting together a team for a heist, you know? All right. Um, but yeah, I took special ed classes and, uh, my favorite thing that ever happened in a special ed class was one time they took us on a field trip. And I mean, everyone went on field trips and like I went on normal field trips and as I'm sure you guys remember, it was always like, hey, in a, like three months, we're going to a museum. So everyone get this permission slip signed and in three months, we'll go to a museum. And the special ed field trip, one morning, they just walked into the classroom and was like, hey, you're going on a field trip right now. Get on the bus, it's the bus you're picturing. And, <laughs> Uh, so we were like, what's the field trip? Like, where are we going? And I grew up on the north side, and they were like, oh, we're going to take a train downtown, and then we're going to take another train back. <laughs> that was the whole, <laughs> that was it. That was the entire pitch. <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, that's pretty underwhelming. But to a room full of autistic teenage boys, <laughs> we were like, excuse you just say fucking trains? <laughs> like, like, plural? <laughs> we're, Ladies and gentlemen, we are all aboard, okay? <laughs> this is, like, if you don't know, autistic kids love trains. 
and this is how much they love trains. When they told us we were going on a train field trip, my friend David from the back of the classroom, super autistic, very rich now, so you can laugh, it's okay. So, but from the back of the classroom, they're like, yeah, we're taking a train downtown, and then we're taking another train back. From the back of the room, David went, the next train leaves at 11.17. Just had a fucking metro schedule on deck, ready to go at all times. And so we took, we went on the field trip and like, you, you know, we've all heard the phrase, oh, tragedy plus time equals comedy. I don't have any jokes about the field trip because it was just the best day of my life. <laughs> it was incredible. Kids were taking pictures with conductors like they play for the Bulls. <laughs> like, Milwaukee North, get over here. Like, it was really cool. Um, but, uh, so my friend Jim was in my special ed class. Jim wasn't autistic, he was just stupid. And, he <laughs> had a rough go. If you know the, the, this is true, if you've ever watched the TV show Trailer Park Boys, this kid's name was Jim Leahy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's just a rough life, you know? And uh, so Jim, Jim wasn't too bright. And uh, on the way back, we were on the train. That was the entire, like literally, we took the train into Union Station, we got out, we were in a room with 80 trains. We were like, this is heaven. And then we got on another train and came back. <laughs> It was, it was sweet. But on the way back, like, Jim was annoyed because everyone else was, like, really stoked, and he was like, this was stupid. And so his way of, like, sticking it to the man was, uh, he, he asked, hey, I need to go to the, like, when you're in special ed, you can't go to the bathroom by yourself. You need to be escorted. And so he was like, hey, I need to go to the bathroom. And he said, uh, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And the teacher did what teachers do, and she went, I don't know, can you? <laughs> and so he just pissed his pants on her. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll put a pin on that. We're going to get to the gym later. But um, the next day I get into school and I go up to all my friends who weren't in special ed classes. We called them muggles. And I went up and I was, I was ready to make fun of them. You know, I was like, oh, how was your biology quiz? You know, write any choo-choos? I wrote this many. You know? <laughs> and before I could make fun of them, they told me that uh, while me and the fellows were riding the train, my high school had hosted a college fair. <laughs> Think about that. They had representatives from different universities come to my high school and set up booths and like recruit my peers to attend their institution. And the morning of, somebody in the administration was like, we gotta get the special kids out of the building. Put them on a train, they'll lose their minds, I don't care. And they were right to do it. I would have ruined that. Uh, I would have walked up like, oh, tell me about Harvard's special ed program. You know, like, <laughs> Princeton have any choo-choo training field trips? So anyways, I was talking about Jim Leahy, who peed his pants on purpose on a special ed field trip. And uh, no one heard from Jim for years. So I personally, I forgot he existed. And then um, one day he stormed the Capitol building. <laughs> Yeah. And so then this, so I, I played I played football with Jim, and we all made, Jim had the smallest penis you've ever seen. It was like an Audi belly button. It was just like, how? Like, it was funny for a day, and then it was just a bummer for four years, you know? I felt bad for him. And we made fun of him a lot for it, and then we forgot about it, and then he stormed the Capitol and like most of you, I was watching CNN and laughing. <laughs> like, it was like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> but it was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Wait, is that fucking Jimmy? <laughs> like, 
And uh, and listen, I know people died on January 6th, but like, who did we really lose? That day, you know? Do you remember the lady with the "Don't Tread on Me" flag who got trampled to death? <laughs> like that's. Oh man, you guys don't find that nearly as funny as that. <laughs> I think that's God at his finest. <laughs> like that's. But yeah, it's, so I, obviously I, I I looked into it because I was like, what's going on with Jimmy? Like, did he go to jail? Because like, he, he was one of those people. And so it turns out. Um, he tried. He was at the Capitol building, and he tried to like make it into the Capitol building, but he couldn't make it that deep inside. Thank you. That's my time, everyone. Next up, we have Rory Roosh. Rory is a Chicago comic, and uh, he talked about getting bladder cancer when he was 17. Here's Rory Roosh. I'm uh, I'm one of the single ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the two out of six. Uh, really strong. Now, has anyone here ever peed blood before? <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple. Right. Uh, when I was 17, and uh, I was taking a shit, and then I turned around to flush, and the bowl was just covered in blood. And I was like, that's normal. <laughs> I shit blood all the time. <laughs> it's, not really, it's not alarming. But then the next time I peed, it was pure blood. And uh, I was like, immediately I was like, I have a good 15 minutes to live. Like, it's, this is horrible. I thought I had an STD. And this was before I've ever talked to a girl in my entire life. Like, I've never spoken to one. And I was like, did I? Let alone have unprotected sex with one. I was like, I literally looked it up if you can get it from a toilet. Can you pee blood from sitting on a bed? <laughs> no, but um, I decided, like, we went to the hospital. And uh, they said they had to go in. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I get there, the, the nurse, uh, she takes out a needle the size of a samurai sword. <laughs> 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 Was it something Joe said? <laughs> Joe's just getting handsy over there. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, I, this is a needle the size of a samurai sword. Um, and I had a general idea of where the needle was going to go. Um, I don't know if this is the right medical definition, but it went in my dick hole. <laughs> and, boy, did that sound. And then um, they have a camera that's also going to go in my dick hole. <laughs> This is all for you, man. <laughs> I've had this too. Yeah, yeah, so. And right before the camera went in, they said, uh, whatever you do, don't clench your butt cheeks together <laughs> and don't curl your toes. And the second it went in, I immediately bridged like an Olympic wrestler. Like, my two cheeks just fused together. It was unbelievable. Like my toes were so curled, it was like, when an eagle grabs a fish <laughs> from the lake. <laughs> My foot made a fist. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I don't know, they were looking around in there. The, the, 
the, the doctor said over and over again, he's like, just don't look down. Just look at the camera, don't look down. Like I'm like against a ravine the whole time. <laughs> but they said, you know, I ended up, I ended up looking down. <laughs> it was a big mistake. It was, this is horrible by the way. Uh, it was like if you took a McDonald's straw and put it down a hot dog. And then you just squeeze the hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog is a pretty generous size. To me, right? <laughs> um, it was more of a mini corn dog. <laughs> no, but, uh, and so I'm like looking at the monitor now. And they're like, you yeah, know, it's, it's gonna be fine. Like, it'll be all good. And then all of a sudden we get to this black ball in my bladder. And then my doctor just goes, which is not the first thing you wanna hear. <laughs> when the doctor sees something. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna go step out for a second. I'm gonna go talk to my colleagues really quick. And then he left the room, and just me and the nurse, and she's holding his camera. And we're silent for a good 45 seconds. And she just goes, uh, how are you? <laughs> like, not great. <laughs> I have been better. Now, but then he came in with three other people. And I was like, how about you bring the whole lobby in here, see what they want for <laughs> I just love when they walked in, they're just like, it is gross. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it ended up being a, uh, well, they're like, it's probably not bladder cancer because 99% uh, of bladder cancer are people over the age of 70. And uh, it was bladder cancer. <laughs> but no, but they, they removed it. That was all, that was, that's the funniest part of the story, by the way. <laughs> Like, what are the odds? <laughs> no, uh, they ended up uh, having to remove it. And uh, <laughs> I remember after, oh God, I don't even know if there's more before that. Um, yeah, no, like, yeah, so they ended up removing it. And uh, the next day afterwards, my dick uh, was so black from the bruises. <laughs> and I remember looking down, I'm like, <sighs> That has got to be the smallest black dick I have ever seen in my entire life. But uh, like ever since then, I uh, have a pretty uh, mangled urethra. <laughs> it's like uh, every time I pee, it's like my penis just took a sip of water and it hurt something really funny. <laughs> my penis just a spit take every time I pee. <laughs> It's like when you, like when you take a wrench to the side of a fire hydrant. It's just. It's like an elephant cleaning itself. Except for cleaning myself, it's just me soaked in my own piss. Like a lot of people, they uh. A lot of people always say, like, oh yeah, put the toilet seat up when you pee. So, like, I have to cover the mirrors. <laughs> I'm the only guy in the world who has to wipe his penis after he pees. <laughs> Alright, enough of that. Um, I don't even know this is funny. Uh, I used to, I saw my huge alcoholic. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, there was a good few years where I would puke every single time that I drank. 
and it didn't stop me one bit. <laughs> I was like, this is just what you do now. Um, so I did it for so many times in the morning. Like, I did it every day for a good six months. Um, I would send videos to my friends on Snapchat of me puking. <laughs> I gotta tell you, they didn't like that. <laughs> it was not their favorite thing. Like, they had an intervention, not kidding, they had an intervention for me not to stop drinking, but to stop sending videos of my drinking. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you're gonna lose a friend if you stop, if you don't stop. We can get hammered. All right, that's just, that's gonna be it for me. Right? <laughs> Next up, we have Kyle Scanlon. Kyle is a cast member um, at the Lincoln Lodge, and he runs a show called Limelight, also at Lodge. And um, he wouldn't shut up about getting blowjobs. That's like all you want to talk about. A bit weird, but whatever. Here's Kyle Scanlon. She's dressed like every man ever. She's got a skirt with a hammer in it. And a tuxedo shirt. Uh, I didn't bring any slides, because, well, whatever. Um, so my first story, I'm gonna do a couple little stories for you guys. Uh, you said, most, Jenna mostly just asked us to, she was like, there's two topics you can talk about. Uh, something disgusting or shitting yourself. And I was, <laughs> it's the same thing, Jenna. Uh, not all of us have normalized shitting our pants. Like that. <laughs> she's, she's a brave woman. Uh, my first, my first story uh, is when I was in high school. Um, I was at a party, and when I was in high school, I uh, I really liked to drink perhaps the most just white trash drink of all time. Uh, it was, I would get a handle of Jim Beam and a two liter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I tried to go to the moon. Uh, and I did a whole bunch of times. <laughs> I got real fucked up all the time, and I would just get just absolutely blacked out, but also have enough caffeine to stay up, you know? And so it made for a wild little combination of things. And one time my friend, uh, he's actually in two of these stories, his name's Fred. Uh, he had he had a party at his house in high school, and uh, you know it's high school. Um, I sneak off to the bathroom with my girlfriend, and uh, she starts to give me head. Uh, and you know how like sometimes whenever you're about to come and it kind of feels like you're gonna pee. <laughs> well, that time I just peed. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be calm. And that's not something you can say to a woman with a mouthful of pee. You can't go, I thought it was gonna be calm! I didn't know! It's less calories. Uh. <laughs> she, I, she was a keeper too. She didn't even get mad at me. She just goes, well, you know, like, the pee's, I mean, the pee's in her mouth, so it sounded like a gargle. Uh, <laughs> But she goes, God damn it, Kyle, and then just spits the pee in the sink, and then we go back to the party. It wasn't even the end of our night. And we never talked about it again, and that is how Midwest couples make it. I, um, 
I had this toe that was uh, like maybe a couple years later, I was like 21 or something like that. And I got, I, you know, you, you turn 21, you start cutting your own toenails. Um, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> you can legally drink and you can legally cut your own toenails. And so I was cutting my toes and I was getting a little close. And then one day I got too close and I got an infected toe. Uh, and I don't like going to the doctor. I think you guys could figure that out by looking at me. Um, like, what am I gonna let another man tell me what to do? No way. Uh, fuck that guy. I, uh, I don't like going to the doctor, so I just kind of ride with it, you know? I'm like, uh, like, I remember coworkers being like, if you, if you soak it in Epsom salt, that'll probably solve it. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I'd do that, and then it would still just smell uh, just horrid, like Matt's bed sheets, kind of bad. Uh, had a stank to it, uh, and I, I, I walked around like that for a year, and finally it got better. Uh, I think I went to the doctor for something else, and the medication worked, you know? And uh, it was like, and so my toe finally got better, and then a couple years later, so this is in my brain. So I have this nasty toe, right? This is in my brain. And then I guess all my stories are just about me getting head. Um, <laughs> uh, well, they're my favorite stories, guys. The time where I got like a little time to think, you know? Like finally, my brain's clear. Um, so a couple years later, I'm at, uh, I'm at a party again. Uh, and this girl that I hadn't seen since college was like, hey, come here. And then she takes me into this laundry room and we started like messing around, and then uh, she's like giving me, you know, she's just giving me head again, man. <laughs> and then at some point, she looks up at me and she goes, "Can I suck your toe?" And I went, "No." I was like, "This is the worst thing anyone's ever said to me while doing the best thing that's ever been done." This is, and she, I say no. And this is how just girls, uh, you can't say no to women. Like, <laughs> she just takes the dick out of her mouth and then puts my toe in her mouth. And all I'm thinking about is just the smell of that infected toenail and how anytime anyone would even slightly step on it, I would like genuinely have a tear come down my eye. That's how much it hurt. And then <laughs> she tried to kiss me afterwards. And I was like, no, not because of the head, because of the toe. Uh, that toe is... Nasty places. That toe has been some nasty places. Um, and then the, I guess I have to do a shit in your pants story too. Uh, same guy, Fred. Uh, he's back in it. This time he's getting married. He's not having high school parties anymore. He's three years older and he's getting married now. Um, <laughs> and so he uh, he has his wedding. There's about 150 people there, and uh, I'm in the wedding party with him. And we all, like the salad, when we get there, the salad is out on the table. So we're like, oh, this is weird, you know? Uh, and so uh, we don't think anything, we sit down. And then 150 people get food poisoning at this wedding. Yeah, 150 people. Uh, and it's just in this like Casey Hall, like fucking, there's four bathrooms total, you know, in the whole place. Uh, <laughs> And I could count on one hand how many times I've taken a shit in a public restroom. I can't, I cannot do away games. <laughs> they scare me. <laughs> I don't, I need privacy. Like I, uh, God, like I, you know how you found like a, a woman that loves you is, uh, 
because my girlfriend moved in with me recently and the number one rule she was like do you have any rules and i was like i uh, i mean i just don't want to be farting around each other and she was like that sounds great and then i was like that's awesome like, there'll be sometimes where I like she knows I'm going to go take a shit. She'll just be like, "This is where I'm going to do my vacuuming," and I was like, "God, you were the fucking nicest person alive." <laughs> I, I'm in there running the faucet and like <laughs> trying to block out any noise. But there's so 150 people get food poisoning. This I'm scared to take a shit in public, but I do not have an option anymore. And so I go into this stall. And the stall does not lock, but I've already started. Uh, <laughs> so it was a little too late. So I'm sitting there and I'm holding the door open like this. And then I feel what has to be a small child. I hear him come through the door and then he starts pushing the door. And I was like, just wait, buddy, just wait. <laughs> I'm having a top five, like bottom five moment for me right now. <laughs> And then, and then he feels the resistance of me pushing the door, so he tries to crawl under the stall. And he crawls under and he goes, what are you doing? I'm taking a I just flipped out on this little kid. And yeah, I just, that was it. Last but not least, we have Ben Gerber, um, and uh, Ben talked about shitting at his um, at his ex girlfriend's mother's house. And um, spoiler alert: I, I'm the ex girlfriend, um, so I'm gonna. I left it. So after after everyone said, I would um, I did their like pros and cons and stuff, and I. I, I edited out the pros and cons of everyone else, but um, I, ben, the ones I did for Ben really cracked me up, so I'm, I'm leaving those in. So I'm, you'll see Ben's pros and, <laughs> pros and cons. Um, so here is Ben Gerber. Oh boy, this is. I regret this immediately um okay so here's what i'll say off the bat i you shouldn't take a shit in someone's house if they only have one bathroom shut up <laughs> i okay so i was i did that i it was it was i did that i was with my girlfriend at the time i was at her mother's house oh one bathroom center of the dead center of the house so it could like so like this it could like the smell could like protrude like, equally you know <laughs> and i i well first i thought i had the piss so i just started peeing and then it, it was kind of like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna shit and so i i turned around and i i i dropped an absolute log dude <laughs> I it was one of those, it was so, it like was protruding out of the water a little bit. You guys ever been there? You two ever been there? <laughs> okay, somebody agree with me. So I, it was out of the water. It was kind of like, like, like right before the Titanic, like fully submerged, you know? It was out of the water. I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. Um, it was out of the water. I thought I was done. I was not. I dropped a second log, dude. This one was so... It didn't reach the water. It was just airborne. The whole... It was, it was floating. 
I'm in my girlfriend's mother's home. I got two pieces of firewood <laughs> in this, I'm looking at, dude, I'm not kidding, they were so big, I did look at it, I was like, this toilet bowl's not right, this is not the right, like, this is not regulation size, there's no way, this has to be a tiny toilet bowl. <laughs> it was, I, I didn't, I tried to flush, it laughed in my face. <laughs> it spat the water back out at it and said, not a fucking chance, dude. I look around, there's no plunger. Zero plunger. This house is not prepared. <laughs> I was so upset <laughs> because I, 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 I didn't know what to do. They were waiting for me to do a chore. <laughs> I was supposed to help move a moped from the back of the house to the front of the house. And instead I'm just in this bathroom staring down the barrel I was like, I could, I might kill myself. There's, there's no way I'm gonna, I didn't, there's no plunger. I didn't know what to do. I, I panicked. I, I panicked. Oh no, shut the fuck up. I, I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. I, I, I grab some toilet paper and I, I reach in. Shut up! I reach in. And I start breaking up the turds <laughs> to just kind of like spread them out a little bit, you know? I mean, if I could just get everything submerged, then I thought I might have like a chance. So I'm like on my fucking knees, dude. And I am neck deep in this fucking toilet bowl. <laughs> I break up the turns, I try to flush, it laughs in my face again. It says, not today. You're not going anywhere. I'm in the center of the house. They're waiting for me. I could text my girlfriend and say, hey, a little bit of an issue in here. Um, do you have a plunger outside of the bathroom? But I need validation from women, so I couldn't do that. I don't have time to get into that, but like that. I decided I'm gonna figure it out on my own. So then, oh God, I, I shut up. I decide there's only, I, I have to do it in sections. <laughs> so I, I get more toilet paper. Now there's like so much shit in this, in this toilet bowl is, it's ruined. It's, I've ruined, so then I'm back down, I get new toilet paper, and then I scoop a little bit of the turds, and I kind of press them up against the bowl, and then I flush the toilet four times. <laughs> I flushed it four times, and then I uh, tried to hang myself from the ceiling fan. Uh, that is the whole story. Thank you very much. My name has been Matt Rice. So appreciate it.
on and they went on there like you can't see me doing air quotes but their date like it was like silly whatever this girl the girl that bit on ben literally was chatting him up i was like you've got to be fucking kidding i'm from across the room <laughs> i was like giving them fucking like daggers um but you know we have <laughs> so thank you for listening this has been the 200th episode of the ladylike podcast you have heard from Joe Ames, Rory Rouge, Kyle Scanlon, and Ben Gerber. Thanks for listening. I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.